campsite. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, please. Verses number 1 to 12. Kindly rise this time as we give reverence to the reading of God's word. Second Thessalonians chapter 1. We are reading verses 1 to 11. Paul and Silvanus, and uh, this is Silas actually, and Timotheus or Timothy unto the church of the uh, Thessalonians in God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Shows that it was a saved church because they were in God. Grace unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We are bound to thank God for always Always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you, all toward each other, aboundeth, so that we ourselves glory in the churches of God, for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure, which is a manifest token of righteous of the righteous judgment of God that ye may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which ye also suffer seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you and to you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus Christ shall be revealed from heaven with the mighty angels in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His hour, when He shall come to be glorified in His saints and to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. Wherefore also we pray always for you, that our God would count you worthy of his calling, and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness, and the work of faith with power, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you, and ye in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of God that is Preach right now, and always, the Father, we believe that uh, it, 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 in, it includes, Lord, uh, praying for, uh, we have to be aware that we need the Holy Spirit to enlighten us and uh, bring the Word of God into our beings, into our souls, in our spirit. And the Lord, I pray that the Word will be a blessing to those who are not yet saved, May they know Christ as their Savior, and your people will be challenged. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Kindly be seated this time. The encouragement that Paul gave to the Thessalonians faced their trials in life. Gave encouragement to the church, to the Christians at Thessalonica. You see... Uh, this is a great book, both First and Second Thessalonians. Uh, each New Testament letter has a special message, actually, or a special blessing. 
every time you study a book in the Bible, they have a particular something that will bless us. No? And uh, that is uniquely, every, every book has its unique uh, blessing and emphasis. For example, uh, Romans emphasizes its own, its, uh, uh, emphasizes the righteousness of God. And this book shows that God is righteous in dealings, his, in, in his dealings with both sinner and believer. First Corinthians focuses on the wisdom of God. Second Corinthians on the comfort of God. And then the book of Galatians is the talks about the freedom. It is a freedom letter. And Philippians is the joy letter. Ephesians stresses the wealth that we have in Christ. Now, what is the special blessing in the message of First and Second Thessalonians? It is the message of the return of Jesus Christ and how this important doctrine can affect our lives and churches and make us more spiritual. So that is the blessing. The emphasis is on the return of Christ and how the truth can, can uh, be an important doctrine to affect our, our Christian lives, our churches, and that make us more spiritual. So I hope that the word of God that we hear today will be a, a blessing. You see, we find that one of the things that salvation has brought them, these people, in their is their deep longing to wait for the return of Christ. In 1 Thessalonians 1, verse number 9, or verse number 10, and to wait for His Son from heaven, whom He raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. Yes, no matter how faithful we are in serving the Lord, the challenges of life continue. In his second letter, the Apostle Paul continues to help the spiritual needs of the Thessalonians, disbelievers. And in chapter, in chapter 1, Paul shared three sources of encouragement for these suffering people. Number one, what did Paul do to encourage them? He gave them the encouragement of praise. And so he expressed his his encouragement through praise. And, and we need to praise the Lord by letting them know that He was praising God for what He was seeing in their lives. So we, we see that Paul, in everything he does, uh, Paul would always give glory to God and give praise to God. And what he was seeing happening in these people, uh, he... he recognizes God's part of it. Look at verse number 1, please, in 2 Thessalonians 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 1. Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus unto the church of the Thessalonians in God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be unto you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. We are bound to thank God always for you. So he was thanking God. And after, after greeting his friends, 
the Apostle Paul launched into a statement of praise to God. And for what the Lord has accomplished in their lives, Paul was practicing actually his own admonition in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse number 18. You know what he says? We remember what he says, in everything give thanks. So this, 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 this message will teach us to, to, th to thank God for what is happening to people, what God is doing to other people, the spiritual things happening in the lives of people. We ought to thank God. We ought to praise God in their behalf. In everything, give thanks. If I see someone growing in the faith, someone being blessed by God, someone, you know, uh, growing in their uh, endeavor in the Lord, in their spirit, you say, thank God for those people. That is what Paul actually uh, did. And so in everything, give thanks. You cannot help but notice Paul's repeated thanksgiving in these two letters. Let us find here. 1 Thessalonians 1, look at verse, repeatedly he said, thank God for you. Thank God, I thank God for you. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. And let us look at verse number 2. 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 2. We give thanks to God always for you. Making mention of you in our prayers. And not only that, you look at chapter 2 and verse number 13. There it says, um, for this cause we also we also thank um, for this cause also we thank we God without ceasing. Uh, thinking about what? Because when you receive the word of God which you heard of us, you receive it not as the word of man, but as it is the truth, the word of God which effectually worketh in you that believe. In chapter three, verse number nine, first Thessalonians three verse nine, for that for what thanks we can render to God. Again, for you. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, 2 Thessalonians 1, look at verse number 3. There it says, we are bound to thank God always for you. In chapter 2, look at verse number 13, 2 Thessalonians. There also he says, we are bound to give thanks always to God for you. And so we find he's repeated desire, expressing his thanksgiving to God. And uh, you see, not only does prayer change people and uh, their situations, but also praise can change people. And we not only thank God, we not only pray for God's people, and uh, we also need to praise God for them. Praise God for them. And so this is something we need to learn. Maybe we have been praying for other Christians. But when was the last time we set a, a special time praising God for them? You see, one of uh, Satan's, Satan, you know, one of the devices that Satan uses to attack Christians is, we need to remember this, suffering. Suffering. Because Satan somehow thinks that suffering can bring people to complain against God. And uh, as in the case of Job, you know, uh, Satan can put us into dif difficult situations, circumstances, that he may be able to weaken our faith. That is what he thinks when he is able to put us into uh, difficult uh, circumstances. He expects us to weaken in our 
uh, to become weak in our faith. One of the best weapons for fighting Satan is praise. In spite of his pain, Job was able to say, you know what he said? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And uh, Satan was able to take everything he has. But Satan still was able to say, Blessed be, blessed be the name of the Lord. So the next time, when, when, uh, uh, the next time when things go wrong in, and you are tempted to, you're tempted to uh, get impatient, turn to God and give thanks for what He has done in spite of you thank the Lord. No doubt the Thessalonian believers uh, do not consider themselves to be very special, spiritual uh, as they suffered. But Paul detected that uh, God has done something in them. He saw what God had done and God was doing among them. So thank the Lord. And uh, we never cease to praise the Lord. Sunday is going to be our 63rd church anniversary. And uh, we thank God for, for the 63 years of existence. We, we thank God for the many things He has given in our church. We thank God for our missionary endeavor, our program. We thank God for the people saved in our church. And uh, very seldom you find a church that lasts 63 years. So thank the Lord for this. That was Paul was doing. Thanking God for them. And so Sunday, in our anniversary, uh, we, we remember, we remember praising God, thanking God for what He has done. Look at verse number 3. Let us look at the particular thing that moved the Apostle Paul to thank the Lord and to praise the Lord. He thanked God. He was praising God in their behalf for seeing that their faith, their faith was growing. 2 Timothy 1, look at verse number, verse number 3. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith, he says, groweth. Your faith is growing. And so, new believers must expect their faith to be tried. And they were going through severe trials. Because this is the way God proves whether or not, whether or not their, their decision is, their faith is genuine or not. You see, faith is like a muscle that must be exercised to grow stronger. And so with God, tribulation and persecution are God's ways to strengthen our faith. You cannot grow unless you go through uh, persecution. You go through trials in life. You see, an easy, an easy uh, uh, life can lead to a swallow. Uh, I mean, shallow. I mean, shallow kind of faith. And uh, there is no... There is no ground. There is no strength. You see, you find in the Hebrews chapter 11 that great men and women in, of faith have all suffered one way or another. These people have faced tremendous obstacles to their faith and, uh, and so that um, God allowed it so that their faith would grow. Paul had prayed for the believers in Thessalonica that their faith might be perfect. Look at, that was his prayer in chapter 3, 1 Thessalonians 3. Look at verse number 10. 
in his first letter, he was praying to this, for these people, night and day, praying exceedingly that he might, that we might see your face, and that and might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. So he was praying that he might be able to see them, and then he also prayed that their faith would would be complete, and that it would grow. So there he was praying for them. Now, well, you know what he's doing? In verse number 3, he's thanking God for the answered prayer. And so thanking God upon seeing what God was doing in their lives, now he's thanking God. We are bound in chapter, in, in 1 Thessalonians, he was praying for them. And in 2 Thessalonians, he was already thanking God for what he has done. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet that because that your faith groweth, not, not just a normal growth, but groweth exceedingly. And what a, what a blessing. And uh, so, um, uh, number two, number two, Paul was praising God for their love also was growing, was abounding. Look at verse number three again. Verse three. We're bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity, that's number two, of every one of you abound toward each other, and uh, uh, toward each other abounded, abounded. Again, this was the, an answer to Paul's previous prayer. Um, in chapter 3, look at verse number 12. He prayed also for that, about their love to grow, in chapter 3, 1 Thessalonians, verse 12. And the Lord make you increase and abound in love toward another and toward all men, even as we do toward you. So he was praying for their faith to grow, to be made complete, to mature. And then he also prayed in, in, in 1 Thessalonians for the love to grow. And now the result is he was thanking God. Because he saw that his prayer had been answered. Praying for their faith to grow. Uh, praying for their faith to get mature. Praying also for their love to grow, to abound. So suffering can make us selfish. Suffering, let me say it again, can make us selfish. That's normal. But when suffering is mixed with grace and faith, when you suffer and then you, you allow the grace of God to come in and then you allow faith to motivate you. You know what, 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 what happens when you, when you include in your suffering faith and grace, it produces love in the Bible. And it is faith which worketh by love. Let us look at Galatians chapter 5 verse number 6. Galatians 5 and, and verse number 6. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by what? Love. So remember that. Suffering can make us selfish. But when you allow faith and grace to mingle with your suffering, it will result into love. So when Christians suffer, their faith reaches toward God 
and their love reaches outward to their fellow believers. We have, in our church, we have fellow believers who are, uh, you know, they, they suffer in one way or another. Some are going through sickness, some are, and uh, some are experiencing death, some are losing their job, and uh, we, we need to express our care by praying for them. We may not be able to extend much on our material resources, but we can always pray for them. And uh, my heart was aching when I have to allow Brother Michael to go back to, to uh, Jensen today. And uh, uh, when you are in the place of leadership, you consider everyone your children. And, but uh, I guess that was the, I have prayed, I have asked the church to uh, guide the Lord would guide my decision. But I, talking to their, to his sister in, in uh, Jensen, and I realized it was the best, the best uh, decision. The best decision that we, we do. But you know what? When uh, your fellow workers are going through suffering, you, you just feel, um, you know, as, as being old in the ministry, I, I, I can express the pain that you, you feel. And I really wanted him to stay here. But uh, at the same time, I'm afraid it would put our church on risk. And uh, we might be close, Kundita maging careful, uh, him going to the hospital twice. twice. And uh, I've asked Sir Greg, Sir Greg, maybe you can help us nga pakiusapan ng SPMC. And the first thing I heard is, uh, um, ang ilang ilang uh, dialysis centers sa <coughs> SPMC ang priority ang mga COVID patients. So if he goes there twice a week and then stay here, um, um, uh, I had what I had in mind really is ang ginawa nako ang ang safety sa church. So that was the best I believe decision for us. But you know what I can I can uh, I can tell you. Deep inside, it's really hurting, Sakua. And if I had the choice among stage three, I have asked uh, our doctors, there is a church, what is the best, passing ahead, that was the best decision that you have made. And there are times that we decide and it's hurting us, but, uh, you know, we, we just had to decide things. And so their faith was growing, their love was abounding, and uh, you see, for the Christians, suffering can help to produce abounding love. And uh, I had never, I've never felt, you know, caring for other people and, until the Lord has allowed me to get sick. It is entirely different when you na masakit, and you can feel what they feel. You can share the burden. And uh, in in the olden times, somebody observed. The pagan world have observed. Behold how they love one another. Those who are talking about Christians. It was the confession of the pagan world as it beheld the miracle of Christian fellowship. They love each other. And uh, the early believers were only obeying the commandment of their Lord. Love one another. Their own suffering did not prevent them from sharing love and, and others who were also suffering. Uh, it is so unfortunate to be 
um, Christians talking about suffering. They were so persecuted. Their properties were properties were confiscated. They were not allowed to go to school. Their civil rights were taken away from them. And so these Lakatarbaho, they were branded as Christians. And they were branded as heretics. They were branded as, you know, uh, enemies of the states. And so they had, they had some because of their faith, but they refused to recant their faith. And so, ang the best thing yung makatabang nimo ang ginoo, number two, the best thing makatabang nimo imong fellow Christians. And uh, so, uh, not only their love, their faith, their love, both were growing, but their patience was also increasing. Look at verse number 4. 2 Thessalonians 4. So we ourselves glory in the churches, glory in the churches of God for you, and uh, for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure. And so we need to grow in our faith. We need to grow in our love. And we need to grow in our patience. Perhaps, now, the word perseverance would be the best best uh, translation of this Greek word, tribulation. And tribulation works, uh, patience or endurance, actually. So, so uh, Romans 5, look at verse number 3. In the book of Romans, chapter 5, when we have... When we have tribulations, it will produce patience actually. Endurance. The more we are tested, the more we become stronger in, in the Lord. And in chapter 5, verse number, uh, chapter 5 of Romans, and look at verse number 3. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. By the way, the word patience there means Endurance. Endurance. And so, that's the literal translation there. Um, patience or endurance. Do not, you, know, you do not become patient and uh, persevering um, uh, by reading a book. You, 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 you become uh, patient by your suffering. It's the suffering that actually creates in us. So what... Uh, what were these believers enduring? Paul used several words to describe their situation. Persecution. What does persecution mean? It means attack from without. Or trials. Tribulation. Which literally means pressure or affliction. Can you imagine? Ang ginagian sa mga early Christians before. And uh, tribulation, persecution. And uh, so persecution... And look at verse number 7 in our text, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse number 7. 2 Thessalonians 1, look at verse 7. And you who are troubled, you who are troubled. By the way, the word trouble means to be pressed into a narrow place. And gina ipit kagmayo. And into a narrow, a narrow place. Being, uh, being pressed, and no matter how we how we look at it, the Thessalonian Christians were not having an easy time in their Christian life. And but God never wastes suffering. Trials work for us and not against us. 
trials work for us. Their patience was increasing. Their, their testimony was helping other people, other Christians. Not only can suffering help us grow, but it can help others to grow. Again, look at verse number 4. So, so that we ourselves glory in the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endured. It was helping not only them, but it was also helping other people. And so what did Paul do in trying to encourage them? Now, number one, he gave them encouragement of praise. And it would, it would be a blessing and a great blessing. Number two, Paul encouraged them through the promises of God. The promises of God. This is the best fundamental thing that we do here. We always give them the word of God. We give them encouragement verses from the Bible. Look at verse number five, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that ye may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for ye also suffer. He also suffer. No matter how difficult their present circumstances may have been, the Thessalonians believers, no, these believers had a secure and glorious future. In fact, their sufferings were evidence, a mani manifest token, Paul says, that God was righteous and God was, was working out his great plan for them. Sometimes we naturally we are, we are led to believe, to think that suffering proves that God does not care. It's, it's actually entirely just the opposite uh, is true. And uh, so we, we need to remember that when we suffer as God's people, we allow God to work. And, and that was a sign that God was working uh, out his great plan for Every one of them. There are three experiences involved in the promise of God for his people. If we endure, if we serve the Lord, we are going to have reward. Reward. Look at verse number five, please, again. Which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God. God knows what is best. And uh, 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 that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which you also suffer. That's the reward. There was, this, is, this was one of God's purposes in permitting their suffering. It does not suggest that their suffering earned uh, for them the right to go to heaven. You study First Thessalonians chapter 1. They have been saved by the grace of God. And now uh, in, in verse number 5, underline the word also. Also. Verse number 5, which he also, he says, suffer. Now, it indicated that this worthiness related to their, both their present experience and their future entrance into God's glorious kingdom. What does it mean? One day, Christ will turn the tables. The wicked will suffer while the believers are rewarded. See, the Lord never promised us that Life here would be easy. He thought that we would have to face difficulties. We have to fight battles. And, but he also promised a future reward 
to all who are faithful to him. There is a reward. So there are three things here. God has promised reward. And then God has promised recompense. Recompense. God will recompense. Look at verse number 6 please. To 7. Seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation them that trouble you. And to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus Christ shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. There is reward and then there is recompense. God will recompense affliction to the lost, but rest to the saved. By the way, though, uh, to, recompense, to recompense means to repay. Certainly the wicked who persecuted the godly um, do not always receive their just payment in this life. In fact, uh, uh, the prosperity that you see of the wicked compared with the difficulty of the godly has caused many people to doubt God. And some would say, well, why live a godly life if your only experience is to go into suffering? And so they question God. As Christians, we must live for eternity. We do not, our, our values, and not for the, just for the present. We need to have eternity's value in mind. And we are not, we are not entirely, you know, anatong pananaw, nakafocus lang diri sa kalibutan. And we are not limited. We are not confined here. We go beyond what is uh, happening sa itong kinabuhi karon. Now, here's a question. What kind of future, a future, does the unbeliever face? And look at the words used by Paul. Uh, tribulation, vengeance, flaming fire, punishment, everlasting destruction. If we sum up all of these words, you get the word, then you, you will have to get, you, have, you, you will get the word hell. Everything will end up in hell. And so, uh, and uh, um, um, imagine this word. The Christ-rejecting world will receive from God exactly what it gave to God's people. Kung sige, himo nila sa katawan sa Diyos, that is exactly what they get someday. And uh, God will give it, uh, give it to them. And when God recompenses, um, the Bible says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall also he reap. Pharaoh, for example, tried to drown all the male babies born to the Jews. The result is, his army was drowned in the Red Sea. Look at Haman. Haman plotted to wipe out the Jews. And the result is, he and his sons were wiped out. The advisors of King Darius forced him to arrest Daniel and throw him into the dens of lions, or the lion's den. But later, they themselves were thrown to the, to the lion. That is God's principle. And God, the Bible says, will uh, take vengeance on them. By the way, vengeance must not be confused with revenge. And do not think God will take revenge on, on uh, the purpose of vengeance is to satisfy 
God's holy law. The purpose of revenge is to pacify a personal grudge. God does not hold a grudge against the lost sinners. Quite the contrary, he sent his son to die for them and pleads, he pleads with them to return to him. But if sinners prefer to know not God and obey not the gospel, there is nothing God can do about that man. God loves the world. He's not willing that any should perish. There is the reward. And then another promise is recompense. Another promise is rest. Verse number 7, it says, You who are troubled, rest with us. Rest with us. When would that rest comes? When the Lord Jesus Christ be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. Look at verse number 10. We shall, when he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe because our testimony among you was believed in that day. So remember, there is a time uh, of rest. God will recompense tribulation to the lost but rest to the saved. Rest from our labor. Rest from our... And we believe that uh, the word rest means relief. It means release. Not under pressure. It is the opposite of tribulation. And uh, the word describes the releasing of a bowstring. In this life, God's people are pressured Pressed out of measure, Paul says, under the burdens of trials and persecutions. But when we see Christ, we will be released. We need not fear wrath and judgment. Why? Because God has already judged our sins at Calvary. What kind of future there is for the lost day? Face punishment, eternal destruction. While the saved will enjoy the rest and the glories of heaven. Rest. God says there is a time of reward, a time of recompense, and a time of rest. When that time comes, remember this. We don't have to face, uh, we will not be entering the tribulation period. God will take us ahead, ahead of the tribulation. Why? Because God has promised rest. If we say that and let's forget about the word rapture and that we just need to teach uh, what is going to happen in the tribulation period. And you start, you start Revelation chapter 6 verse 1 up to chapter 19. And five months people will be seeking death, but death will flee from them. And uh, snow, hail will fall from heaven, 50 kilos each. And then there will come a time the boils would last, and then God will open the ozone layer, and then the trees, the grass, and then uh, the waters, both uh, uh, sea waters will will become blood as blood as dead, the blood of the dead man, dead man. Can you imagine all of this? Where can you find the word rest? There, there is no rest. And there is rest because we believe in the pre-tribulation rapture. We believe that Jesus Christ is coming as he has promised. I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there 
you may be also. And all of God's people say, Amen. We say, Christians, the best is yet to come. Do not easily give up serving the Lord. The best is yet to come. Let me pray for those who have something you have need tonight in your homes. And I cannot, I cannot exactly tell what's going on with you in your homes. But I can pray. You can never say, well, I don't need prayer. And I have everything. I am strong. And you can never be complacent. We are in a constant battle. We need prayer. If you need prayer in your home, you're watching now. Uh, just, just let the Lord know you have. Uh, you will be included in this prayer. Heavenly Father, we have people, Lord, watching us in their homes, and we have people here in our congregation, wherever they are watching their Lord, and they express their desire, their need to Thee. I bring them to Your throne of grace. I bring them to Your heart. <clears throat> Thank you for the encouragement of praise that Paul had given to the Thessalonian believers as well as to us today. And thank you, Lord, for the promises of the Word of God, the promise of reward, the promise of recompense, and the promise, dear Father, of rest. Thank you again. Thank you for this time that we, God's people, can gather in the house of God and find ourselves to be fed with the Word of God. And thank you, Father, and we again commit our services this coming Sunday. We commit the preaching of God's Word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you very much, Pastor. Thank you very much, Pastor. The promise of reward. Recompense and rest. Thank the Lord that uh, despite of the sufferings that we are experiencing in our present life, God has promised us something. You know, a, the best is yet to come and uh, things around us is getting worse and worse. But the Bible tells us of a living hope. The Bible tells us of a perfect rest there in heaven. And so God's people say, Amen. So at this time, let me read our prayer requests for this evening. From Brother Mark Frando, please pray for Mimi for safety in her work every day. Pray for our parents, Sir Marlon, Cynthia Frando, uh, Emmanuel Julian, and Che Julian for guidance and good health. Pray also for all who volunteered for good body response after COVID-19 vaccination. From Brother Jeremy Riponte, please pray for my grandmother, Clarita Lou, for physical strength and good health. Please pray for my family's assurance of salvation and good health. Please pray for my brother, Richard Riponte, for his medical exam at St. Luke's Extension Clinic and for his interview in U.S. Embassy on March 18. From Elsie Ingay, pray for Attorney Alex Espino in Bacolod City for God's interview. Test Mike. For God's intervention is illness, for recovery, healing, and God's grace. 
to carry him through and his family in his trying times. Also for wisdom for medical workers attending him. Pray for Brother Michael Grossa as he, re he is resting and continuous medication in General Santos for his full recovery soon. And also he would be able be a blessing to the spiritual needs of his family in Jensan. From Amami Tauto, please pray for the safe delivery by cesarean section of Lou Panya, uh, Tauto of baby Liam Anthony tomorrow. Safe travel. Also pray for safe travel of Mam Jo and Yuji Asano on Friday. Pray for the provision and protection of everyone. From Erica Joy Villafuerte, pray for Joseph, Mam Josephine and Yuji Asano for their safe trip to Japan this Friday. From Sir Al Stephen Aspiras, please help me pray for my promotion via lateral entry in the Bureau of Fire Protection. From Ar Armigo, please pray for my nieces Irene Barohinog and Alme Aspiras for good health, safety, and God's protection from harm and danger. From Elsie Ingay, uh, please pray for the Alvarico family for comfort in the home going of Brother Edward Alvarico. Pray for all our senior citizens for good health always and for all our sick people for the provisions of each of their needs. Pray for the word of God to find a lodging place in their hearts of those who have heard through Bible studies. Pray for the pre preparations of the upcoming daily vacation Bible school. Pray for a blessed 63rd church anniversary services this coming Sunday. And pray for Pastor Inge for good health and for God's wisdom on the messages he is preparing and for the convicting power of the Holy Spirit, especially for the salvation of the lost. So those are all our prayer requests this evening. At this time, shall we all stand up, please? Uh, let's have a individual prayer, two to three minutes. Let us remember all these needs, these requests. Uh, mentioned tonight in our individual prayer, then after which I'll close with a prayer also.
We thank you, dear Father, for your love and care to us. We thank you that you, are, you have reminded us this evening that there, is a, there are so many promises in your word. The promise of reward, the promise of recompense, and the promise of rest. We thank you, dear Father, that we are not alone. That as we go through in this trying time, in these sufferings in life, Thank you that you are with us. Thank you that you are guiding us and directing us. And Father, we are reminded that as a Christian, we must suffer as a Christian. Not, that, not to suffer like those who are thieves and those who are wicked people, but help us to suffer in the name of Christ. Dear Father, we pray that you would continually guide our church, even the needs of our church, individual needs of your people we are praying your father for brother michael grossa who is not feeling well right now and who is undergoing a session of uh, kidney dialysis we are praying for your provision upon his needs and guidance upon him that as he returns home to jensen may his faith his life and testimony will be a blessing to his family there. And may we also as a church will be able to continually help him and pray for him and support him in all his needs. And I pray, dear Father, that you would enable us as own, according to your plan. Even we pray, Father, that you would continually guide uh, our members who are going to travel this week. Uh, we are praying for Mam Jo Asano along with Brother Yuji. Asano, as they go back to Japan, we are praying for safety and protection for them. And along also with those who are traveling right now, uh, Brother Lionel and Sir Tiboy, uh, as they come back home uh, from Jensen, we are praying that you would guide them and protect them at this time. Lord, we, also are, we are praying also, Lord, for the Albarico family. Uh, we pray for uh, the family who have recently lost their loved one, Sister Edward Alvarico, we thank you, Lord, that we have the promise of rest, that our body, our soul, will not stay in this uh, cruel place, but we are, we have, you have promised us a place in heaven, a perfect rest in your presence. We thank you, Lord, that our brothers and sisters who have recently uh, or have gone before us, uh, Sir Edward Albrico is one of them. We pray that you would guide the family, help them, provide all their needs, strengthen them spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally, dear Father. And we do pray, O oh Lord, also for our services here in our church. We pray for our upcoming 63rd church anniversary, that you would guide our pastor as he prepares the message of your word. We pray for our workers here at our church for good health. We are also praying for the members who will be coming here this coming Sunday and those who will be watching our live streaming. May you richly bless each one of us and use us for the glory and for thine honor. We do also pray, dear Father, for our activities this month. Uh, praying also, Lord, for the Pastors Fellowship this coming March 15. 
and next month our daily vacation Bible school. We do pray, dear Father, that your name will be magnified and be glorified in all these activities. Dear Father, help us. We acknowledge, dear Father, that we are helpless. It is not about our potential. It is not about our ability. It is not about our skills, our education, or whatever that we have. It is about your grace. And that through your grace, you have gifted us the gift of power. You have enabled us to do something for you. And so, Father, we pray that you sustain your people here at church, that as we fulfill the Great Commission, help us, dear Father, with your grace and wisdom and strength. Also, we pray, dear Lord, that you would always keep our church, preserve our church, dear Father, from all the the temptations, the testings and trials that we are facing right now during this pandemic time. We pray that you would always help our church to be on fire in our service for you, especially in the matters of uh, your great commission in winning the lost and the dying world. Help us, dear Father, to reach out souls through our soul winning, through our Bible study, even in our, on in our online services. We commit everything to your hands, dear Father. We just pray that you would blessings be upon us as we dismiss. We commit our plans and our desires to you, especially the, uh, one of our brother, Brother Stephen, who is also desiring to be to have the promotion as uh, a Bureau of Fire. We pray for your perfect will to be done upon his life and his career. And all of us, O oh Lord, who are, who are also aspiring to do more and to be more for you, help us, dear Father, for thy, for thy name's sake. Be with us as we dismiss. Keep us safe. Cover us with your most precious blood. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So the service is now ended. And hope to see you this coming Sunday for our 63rd church anniversary. God bless you and good evening, everyone.